good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast, episode 37. Six. 36. Never got it right anyway, so. Possibly. So, today. Doing my best American <laughs> impression. Fat or fit? The Nike. Nike? 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 I believe it can be either. Mannequin debate continued! After the success of our post yesterday. Or interest, let's say. I'd say success. Lots of people <laughs> were mad keen on. The situation that's surrounding um, the Nike plus size, or would you say av- like average size mannequins? Yeah, I mean, it's not even so much the fact that Nike have put these mannequins. Basically, the the story goes that mannequin mannequins, Jesus Christ, Nike or Nike, whatever you want to call it, have um, put larger or plus sized mannequins in their stores, displaying clothing, and then a lady. Who should remain, remain nameless because I, you can't remember. I have no <laughs> idea what name is. And the Telegraph basically said that this was a terrible idea, and it was cynical to make gym wear in this size or these sizes, these plus sizes, because the women will be too unfit to do anything active. And unbelievably, people have got triggered left, right, and centre. Yeah, and which, rightly so. To be fair, um, I think it's an interesting one. That's my catchphrase, isn't it? Because there's so much stuff about changing yourself, and there also needs to be a large part Venture. of acceptance. Because so many people who are in this situation are so negative around it and have poor relationships with their body. And I think that's one of the good things that's come out of social media is people pushing this narrative a bit more, and it being really popular of be who you are, exercise, be fit, be healthy. If you're bigger and you're happy with that, then that's cool too. You know, just general acceptance of doing whatever you fancy, which I'm a massive proponent of, a big fan. Yeah, I just think it's absurd that someone would think, and particularly a woman as well, would think that uh, being a certain size should limit the, the types of clothes that you should wear, that you need to kind of qualify with a body shape to wear a certain outfit. It's just fucking nuts. Wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Or that it should it should be hidden away, that Nike should just put out size eight mannequins and these size, I don't know what size the mannequin was, 14, 16, 18, 20, should be just kept at the back and hidden away. You know, and I think it's a great move from Nike. I think it's brilliant um, because it's got them loads of good publicity, hasn't it? Yeah. You've got a huge, a huge demographic of people, you know, probably the biggest gym membership percentage is going to be people who are overweight because people are looking to change themselves. There was a stat a little while ago, and I think it was saying, this is when um, the, I forgot who it was, there was a health report that came out, I think it was 50% of women over, or 60% of women over 50 are overweight. So why would you not market to this group of people? Why would you not want them to feel welcome? Why would you not want them to, to feel good in 
and to be accepted by your brand and they're not going to feel that. Not have to wear a triple XL t-shirt and, you know, leggings. I think you could probably summarise this and I think we both just said this off camera of just wear whatever the fuck you want. And if you're getting triggered about what someone else is wearing and the impact it's going to have on society, you probably need to wind your neck in because you're getting lost in some details that aren't aren't Well, that's what I said in the the kind of the blog, the post or whatever, like these are the kind of people that would get triggered. Like, oh my God, that person's wearing a bra top and leggings. Kind of people would get like, oh my, oh my God, that person over there is breastfeeding in public. Where's that thing, wasn't there, did the rounds on social media recently where someone said, you know, you shouldn't teach about homosexuality in schools because it encourage children. And someone saying, I learned about the Nazis, but I'm yet to invade Poland. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just think it's just madness, isn't it? And why it's, it's yeah, as I say, a great move from Nike. And it's hopefully something that will, will kind of continue. I actually did, um, I mentioned it before. I don't know if I told you this when I did the talk on male body image and there's some stuff from, I don't even know if it's Nike mannequins in the talk that I did. And the girl, have I shown you the photos that I took? Because the female in the mannequins is like a physique athlete with like cap delts and ripped abs. And then the mannequin for the running, he's like, I've got a photo of me next to this mannequin um, because I was bored and mincing around. And the mannequin was, if you looked at his dimensions, he was six foot four was broader than me, had bigger arms. It would have been like an 18 stone like a, man. It would have been like, like you like actually. Like an old person. <laughs> and then there's photos of runners and one of them's Mo Farah and the other one's a guy who's like six foot two and 11 stone. Right. So you've got this one mannequin that's built like an absolute brick shit house, and it's just a mannequin. Then you've got photos of actual runners that are all built like runners. And you just think, it's just absolutely absurd that people are walking around looking at these tops thinking, that's what I should look like and be a runner. Because it's just, just not going to happen is it There's, you know one in a million runners is absolutely stacked super jacked because you just can't be you cannot carry that much muscle your body doesn't want to is it upper body muscle is absolutely useless for running like it just makes no benefit there's a thing a while ago when they got uh, loads of different Olympic athletes to do a load of different sports tests and one of the Brownlee brothers couldn't do a dip oh yeah yeah well, who gives a shit because the man can do a triathlon faster than anyone else in the world yeah, it doesn't, doesn't need to yeah so it's just being specific isn't it and I appreciate I've deviated a bit there but it just it was just <laughs> it back is to, one of our podcasts it's back to the mannequin thing that there's just this ridiculous bullshit that companies put forward about you should look like this and this is you know, and it's they're not saying that directly but by putting the mannequins out there that's what's being suggested isn't it it's that fine line and, and why marketing is is so brilliant like using Victoria's Secrets models yeah. you use these gorgeous women that people then aspire to and there's a belief that you'll buy these clothing and look like that you know you look at any like Hugo I know I didn't <laughs> look at any Hugo Boss advert like I've put on Hugo Boss a good few times I've never had those women <laughs> <laughs> anywhere near me never woke up looking like David Gandhi unsurprisingly I keep trying but I think the absurd part was the, the woman who wrote the article again I won't name her uh, from the Telegraph you can look it up she was almost kind of saying that the fact that these mannequins are being used or even these clothes are in these sizes kind of is facilitating women to remain that weight and she thought it was like a negative like women are going to be like I'm going to lose weight so I can wear a crop top and leggings in the gym and then you go well it is crop tops and leggings in the gym in your size right now they go well fuck it then I won't try and do anything like why you know a lot of people who go to the gym are going to be there to lose some weight you know, now, whether they've gone from a size 24 down to a size 16, then that could be their goal. Not everyone's goal is to look like an Olympic athlete, you know, 100 meter sprinter. Well, bikini model. Probably has, yeah. Baggies. Um, so maybe their goal is just to, you know, get the confidence to be able to wear 
I'll feel comfortable wearing a crop top and leggings in the gym. So why should that not be allowed to happen? You know, I mean, why should someone go? I don't have the right body to wear this outfit. Like, what a destructive thought! Like, just the words that you said there. Like, I don't have the body for this outfit. Like, it's just so, it's sad, isn't it, that people think like that? And it's so unfortunate. And companies and journalists should not be talking this way to to go against that. And it should be facilitated because it's it's people getting triggered about stuff that doesn't affect them, isn't it? And it's mentioned it before about um, you know homosexuality why does it bother you what's going on in someone else's house <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah, do, what, do whatever you want to do I think there's people getting so obsessed about details that just have no relevance to them whatsoever and that's what that, you know this talk has made me think on is, is that journalist is just maybe they've sat down and decided this is a great way to get us loads of yeah it's just a like, massive you know it's kind of clickbait society but it's well it worked it upset some people well, it definitely worked, didn't it? But it goes back to the old kind of like um, getting beach body ready, and people like, I just how I get beach body ready. I put on a bikini and go to the beach. That's cool because, you know, for me. So the know, beach body ready thing was as a, a company, a protein company a few years back, used a very slim, tall, attractive model and said, was it get beach body ready or are you beach body ready? Maybe are you. And the assumption was. And I think this is quite different because I think that was, they jumped on that unnecessarily, whereas this woman on the Telegraph kind of deserves it. But the suggestion was that you needed to be slim and athletic to be ready for the beach. That was the, that was the, the line that people crossed and they, and they read in between the lines, whether or not the company meant that is. Yeah, so a lot of kind of comeback from that was, again, like just people saying, oh, this is how I get ready. I put on bikini, I go to the beach, which is cool because for me, Becoming beach body ready doesn't necessarily mean weighing a certain thing or looking a certain way. Being shredded. It's going to be feeling confident. It's going to be feeling comfortable, you know, comfortable with the choices that you've made leading up to this, comfortable with the work that you've put in, confident in the body that you've got. It doesn't have to look a certain way, you know, you don't have to fit a certain aesthetic. Um, it's going to be, like I said, you know, earlier, someone's confidence might be having, you know, cheese greater abs. Whereas the other one might just be, you know, fitting into a size 16 or 18 or 20 bikini. It, it doesn't matter. It's going to be very much down to the individual as to how you feel comfortable. <clears throat> yeah, and it just, like you say, it's all individual relevant, isn't it? As long as you are happy, that's all that matters. And we should be trying to do things that make as many people happy as possible. And having, you know, if a mannequin is a bit bigger in a shop and that makes people feel a bit more accepted, then that's cool with me because there's plenty of super skinny mannequins or super massive shreddy mannequins already that don't need to be there, they're unrealistic. So why not be more realistic? Oh, you cocksucker. But that's it, I think the the issue that this woman was putting forward is that this is gonna make people not want to lose weight. You will never stop that. I think it's fucking ridiculous. People will always want to be thinner, leaner, yeah. more attractive, whatever their variant of that is. And I think, but I think it's, it's important <coughs> that you, you can start off your journey in the gym in fucking clothes that you like yeah wearing stuff that you like the look of or that's, that, and it's deemed acceptable that you wear that and I think it just perpetuates and a few of the things that were said in the group were it, that woman's comments in the Telegraph is just suggesting that people are being watched and judged and the whole thing of you shouldn't be wearing this just it, it's already hard enough for people to go to the gym and to feel comfortable like we've joined a, a new gym recently um, this is where we're based we're not in a dungeon playing, <laughs> playing any I do. and you like even for me who's been in lots of gyms who's super comfortable in the shape I'm in 
felt a bit more watched being somewhere new because you feel like the new person. It doesn't matter that no one knows who you are, no one gives a fuck who you are, you still feel that way and that's from someone like myself. So if you're bigger and you're not comfortable in a gym environment, you don't know how to use the equipment and you're more self-conscious, it's going to be so hard. So we need to make it easier for the, the people who need it the most. You need to facilitate that, you need to make it easier and rather than this woman sparking out of hate that it's a ridiculous idea, it's completely missing the bigger picture, that it's gonna make more people get to the gym. Even if it's a small percentage, you know, 1% is gonna be hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people, it's, it could really help. So, yeah. shut up you evil cow. <laughs> She make her do a. Is she watching? She make her do maybe. Make her do a naked kilometer. No one looks good doing a naked kilometer. No one looks good. Uh, even my cheeks would be flapping. <laughs> Not my face. Cheeks. <laughs> right. So moving on to the kind of the fat but fit bit. Fit bit. Not fit bit. Because um, we had lots of people comment saying, and I kind of brought up the point saying, you know, if you go to your local park run, there's going to be plenty of super fit people there running around who will be classed as plus size. Um, is, is it possible to be fat and fit, Joe? Yes. So They're doing an alright job of it. So, the, the debate would come from that be, carrying excess fat is detrimental to your health. That or is, someone who is, you know, classed as overweight is going to be unfit. I would, con- so class, so that would depend on how you measure it, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you could go BMI, Johnny Wilkinson, morbidly obese, back in the day. Me. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and Johnny Wilkinson pretty much. Two pieces of body. We're not taller than it. So, in that classification, then it's not really the case because you need to look at kind of body fat. And the issue is going to be that carrying excess body fat is going to be detrimental to you because of the hormonal implications. And often, if it's around your organs, then it's going to be creating pressure there as well. I'm not sure of the exact ins and outs of that. To be so, I remember seeing Ben Kuma talk quite a while ago, um, and how is it possible? Like, how healthy can you be? Mm. carrying excess fat and you can have positive blood markers and hormonal levels but there's a reason behind why carrying excess fat is going to be detrimental to you the key here is does that mean you are healthier than the average person there's no guarantee of that there are plenty of people who have exceptionally strong cardiovascular systems which is probably the the key way to measure someone's fitness so how's the lungs how strong is their heart and lungs who are then going to be a lot physically fitter than people who've done no training that's just how it is. If you've conditioned your body to do that and your body can carry around an extra 5, 10, 15, even 20, 30, 40 kilos of fat and you can still do that, then that's what matters, isn't it? You know, if you can run 5K faster than someone else and you are going to, and you're carrying more fat, you're going to be a lot fitter because your heart and lungs are going to be so much stronger. Yeah, I think there's going to be a point of diminishing returns on just how big you could get or how overweight, how much excess body fat you're carrying whilst still being you know physically fit yeah it's always going to be harder isn't it because you're, you're carrying around weight that is giving you nothing we were just talking about this a minute ago about um, being bigger and trying to do endurance work because you know if you're carrying a big upper body round it's giving you absolutely nothing then it's going to slow you down because it's just more weight than it's you just need just eating your energy yeah so if you look at why cyclists are so the key measurement for cyclists is kind of wattage per kilo like how much weight can they put how much power can they put out according to their weight because for every extra kilo they've got then that power is going to go down because it's not adding to it so that's the, the, the crux of the matter is you need to be strong for your weight so if you weigh more you need to be stronger which is why my 5k is really hard because I'm 
bigger than most of the field currently. So <laughs> that's that's something that I kind of take some pride in because I know that I'm bigger and heavier than most of the people there, so it's going to technically be hard for me. But I try not to use it as an excuse for me being slow. But yeah, like you know, going back to like you said with the mannequins, the, the running mannequins, uh, and then looking at people like Morfari, you know, your body is very good at becoming um, kind of energy efficient. So if you're going to run a marathon, it's going to get rid of any excess baggage, basically. So it's going to cut back on not just your fat, but it's going to cut back on your muscle as well. It's going to cut back on everything, you know, that you don't need. And going back to your Brownlee's um, example <coughs> of not having any upper body strength because they don't need it. Yeah. You know, they need to be able to swim, run, cycle. He doesn't need to be able to do 20 dips. Yeah, bench press his body weight. I'm sure for that five seconds he was on TV, he went, I wish I could do a few more dips. I'm pretty sure the rest of his life, when he looks back across his collection of medals, he'll probably go, "Mm, so-so. Going to get a jack chest and add five kilos to his frame and then be even slower on everything else. Yeah, then then start losing. Not not a great trade-off, is it? So yeah, the, the summary point would be, it's perfectly possible for you to be physically fit and carrying more fat. It doesn't mean that you're going to be healthier, than if you lost that weight, but you may still be an awful lot healthier than a lot of people who are just genetically blessed in regards to being skinny. Um, it's just how it is. I don't know. I haven't seen any studies or anything about, yeah, people, being know, being super, about pe- people being super thin and unhealthy, but it's perfectly possible. There's always going to be outliers, where there's going to be someone who's you know, really, really heavy, but super, super fit as well. But as a general rule, like I say, you can carry some excess baggage and still be fit, and you can... <laughs> You know, be super slim or super skinny and be in horrific shape cardiovascularly. You know, it's not a sign of health, just like being overweight is not necessarily a sign of ill health. It's being fit for purpose, isn't it? If you look, there's an interesting recently, you might want to link an image to this because people might not know who it is. Uh, Daniel Cormier, UFC heavyweight mm-hmm. champion. Andy Ruiz, most people would have seen this bloke, the slightly overweight Mexican who chins Andy Joshua on the ring for seven rounds. It's being fit for what you need to do. So if you are you know, a runner and then, but you also really like eating and you're quite happy to be overweight, then it is possible to do that. It's just gonna tend to be harder for something like running. It's just it's just weighing up, like James says, diminishing returns. The more fat you add, the harder it's gonna be for you to run. But it doesn't mean that you can't be better than someone who is... Got six pack abs. Yeah, absolutely. There's been plenty of examples of that. There's just smokes for you there. Yeah. I don't know about the science behind being, being thin and unhealthy. I know that. I've got some thin and healthy friends. 90% of the benefits, the health benefits of fat loss come from fat loss alone. So being thinner will make you healthier on the whole. That does not mean though that fitness, this is the funny thing with fitness and health, isn't it? Is that you can have someone who is... Yeah, let's maybe not say thinner, say losing weight. Yeah. Is that, yeah, it's quite quite a tough one there, isn't it? Is that you can have someone who is very, very, I've kind of lost my point here, but I'll, I'll just, I'll gumble on. What a champ. Yeah. <laughs> another, another quality, quality listen for you all. No, I've lost it. <laughs> so basically, just concentrate on you, like, you know, it's the same thing we say with kind of, if people are looking to lose weight, is concentrate on your journey. Don't worry so much if someone is fitter than you, or not as fit as you. Just concentrate on you. You do you. Stay in your lane. It's too much of that, isn't it, that slows people down who are saying, should I be losing more weight or I'd like to be losing this much. We'd all like to lose more. We'd all like it to really be Really disappointed with the amount of weight I've lost so far. Oh, are you really disappointed that you have lost weight what and a, got closer to your juxtaposed sentence that is. Nuts. But this is just how it is, isn't it? So, and if that woman's article bothered you, then take a deep breath. 
read all the positive stuff that's going around online at the moment because there's absolutely loads of it. Yeah. Hope you feel better. Oh, fucker. Right, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. This is like a good <laughs> sign of <up. laughs> <laughs> as bad as a diet for what we did. Go Whoa, on. stop bringing that up. People have forgotten about it. Um, yeah, cheers, guys. We do appreciate everyone listening. Like and subscribe. Always. Don't forget to leave a review. Recommend Thanks. a friend. If you're being coached by us, let us know if you enjoyed it. It's always really nice when people do say that. I've done that a few times. So, yeah, thank you. Good night.